Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 16th of April. Okay then, it's Haim's go. Here's Mike with the sponsorship stuff before we find out what year Haim will take us back to and see if we remember anything from that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. 16th of April, baby. Ooh. Big day in H&A history. Yeah. My brother's uh, birthday as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Henrietta, the dog's birthday, 16th of April. Do dogs have real birthdays or is it like horses where they all have the... <laughs> no, they have real birthdays. You know how all the horses have 1st of October or something? Really? What's that all about? So you can do... Is that... If that's every horse's birthday is the 1st of October. So you can like run... You're like a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old, whatever. It's oh. just, there's just a cutoff and that, that's just the horse's birthday. <laughs> I didn't know that. Fun fact, yeah, Darcy's nodding. Yeah, well, (laughs) no, I think Darcy's looking at you going, I'm going to go. I might have actually been nodding saying we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) I might have mistaken a nod nod for just the equipment's working with the horse's birthday. Mike, what are you? Yeah, August 1st actually marks the standardised birthday for every horse. It's like Queen's birthday, King's birthday. In the Southern Hemisphere. Northern Hemisphere is actually January 1st. So New Year's Day, there's... Lot of horse. Birds. So you could be a seventeen-year-old horse, turn eighteen, come to the southern hemisphere, but you can't drink now. You're back. <laughs> yeah, to exactly. You're back. Seven. Can't have a beer with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, what a stitch up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, that's the sixteenth of April is none of those dates, but it is your dog's birthday. Do they celebrate horse birthdays? Like, would they all celebrate at the same time? Yeah. In as far as you celebrate a horse's birthday, I mean, yeah. they don't know what's going on. No. But, but I, I, I think... Um, <laughs> but a baby doesn't either and we celebrate theirs. Yeah, but a baby's better than a horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, where, that, where, where are we at? Sorry. 16th of April. Who was I talking to? Was I talking to you, Jez, about the horse fact about how they're not allowed to make love while they're a racehorse? Yep, we were the other day. So I was new. Uh, sorry. You can't make love while you're a racehorse. If you're a stallion, right? Yeah. And you are, my friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you're a racing stallion, yeah. so you, gelding is where you've had the rubber band on. Yes. But if you've still got all the equipment and then the plan is to race you, yep. um, you're very, very fast, and then later put you out to stud to make other racehorses. You're never near, allowed near a mare or anything that could cause you to be excited. Oh. Because if they experience, you know, Sexual if they experience, well, no, not even intercourse, just completion. All right. The excitement of yes. reaching fulfilment. Yes. They'll never race again. They're too distracted. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're, they're just, they're just, they're, that's all they want then forever. I think that's why I'm not a fast runner. Because think... you accidentally experienced <laughs> fulfillment. <laughs> I... That <laughs> one fateful day where the bras and things catalogue was delivered <laughs> while exactly. mum and dad were at work. <laughs> at... <laughs> And he never ran again. At 13 years of age, I think that's when my running career uh, yeah. finished. Marg and Mike came home to find you cutting up your, fa- your racing licence. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's another fun horse fact. Nothing to do with the show. Nothing to do with the show. Fact, yeah. with the show. Mm. On this day, though, 2016, we did a bunch of shows across the years, 7, 8, 9, 10, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. The run sheets sort of jump out at me because it's funny just how different the shows can be year to year. Yes. 
the difference between what happened on the 16th of April 2007 mm-hmm. versus the 16th of April 2008. Okay. On the 16th of April 2007, we were taking a batch of hilarious calls about when have you dumped someone famous. Oh. That's pretty... That's bread that, and butter. That's bread and butter radio. But still, I'd listen to that again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. That's bread and butter radio. In 2008, mm. we were broadcasting our first show from Tarankout in Afghanistan. Wow. With the Aussie troops, Aussie and Kiwi, and Dutch troops from, yes. a, from a base in Afghanistan. That was awesome. This I've got a little grab. I just wanted, I just wanted to listen to this because yeah. we did three shows there, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we did two in a row. Hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we pre-recorded one because the tech over there was concerned that we wouldn't be able to get the three shows in a row back. And while the line was right, yep. I feel like we… Well, like while the link was there. While the link was yeah, there, I feel did. like we did. And I think we were lucky… Because it, it took a while to get to Afghanistan. So we were off air for a few days. Yes. Because you had to fly into… Kuwait, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we were meant to meant to talk about that. Oh no, I mean, well, there's a there's a airbase there with a quarter of a million people on it. So <laughs> yes, people know about the Kuwaiti airbase, but yeah, that that's the way that Aussies would get into Tarankau, get into Afghanistan, and then the we weren't allowed to talk about it beforehand. Mm. Yes, yes, and then you're right, and then we we pre-recorded a whole show that played out as normal, and then we had a show off. And I think the reason we pre-recorded a whole show is the they were being overprotective, but the Australian government or the Defence Force was wanted to make sure that people didn't know we had gone yet for op- op- operational security. A lot of OPSEC going on. Yeah, there was a bit of that before we went. You look at the run sheet for that day and a lot of it was about getting there. Yep. But I think this is the very first break where we were sort of, we set up, we were in a… The giggle bunker. The giggle bunker. And, you know, anyone that wasn't doing anything at that moment would sort of all gather around. And so I got no idea. I guess it's just us setting the scene. This yes. Is, but I, this isn't the main thing that I wanted to play for today, but I was like, can't go past this. Love without, this. Without just having a little wander back. The 16th of April, 2008. The following radio broadcast is classified and for your ears only. We now cross to Hamish Nandy, live from an operational military base in Afghanistan with our Australian troops. This is Operation Radio Storm. Good morning, Afghanistan. <laughs> good morning, Afghanistan, and good afternoon, Australia. It worked. I think it's safe to say it worked. We are broadcasting live from Afghanistan. We're surrounded by a bunch of our diggers. Give yourselves a round of applause for a start. If you're uh, driving home at the moment, um, you're in a safer position than we are. Not only uh, are we surrounded, Ham, by the Afghanistan hills and mountains, uh, we've got around about 40 soldiers with weapons watching us today. But so uh, if a joke falls flat... We'll know about it. <laughs> and they, they, they can do unarmed combat. So we're a, it's a double threat. Look, but look we, we've we, got a massive show. Huge show. Um, the trip in with some tack flying, uh, which I haven't really felt like that since being on the Gravitron at, at the local Easter show. Uh, my stomach was everywhere. And we recorded the whole thing coming up a little later on, Ham. I sense that there's an air of security since we've arrived. 
Yeah, this yeah. is good. I um I put a red wig on, but since the Prince Harry fiasco, that is a no-no in <laughs> Afghanistan. Uh, so no red wigs on base, no alcohol on base. Other than that, it's been uh, it's been spectacular, and we've got so much to get through. Look, we should describe for everybody. Um, if if you're looking for a holiday where you require a golf course, a pool, mm. gravel, dust, and the occasional explosion, this has got all of those things minus the pool and the golf course. <laughs> it's we're, we're outside of a, a bunker here, just in case you know something does happen. We have to run straight in. Uh, it's the Giggle Bunker now, Studio C, big concrete block, and it's like a massive crater, isn't it, Ham? We are well, surrounded by the Afghan mountains uh, all the way around us. We're in a bowl. Uh, it, just to sort of paint the picture for, for people, uh, you know, listening to this, driving home, uh, I guess sort of picture Afghanistan, it's that. It is. <laughs> it's exactly that. Um, if you've ever sort of dusted your house and thrown the dust outside and gone, I wonder where that goes. We found it. <laughs> We've found all the dust in the world. Yeah, um, basically, it can get to up to a foot deep here, the dust, uh, particularly when the lads first arrived. It's quite extraordinary. First thing I noticed, Ham, is um, obviously the soldiers are doing a fantastic job, and um, but they always have to carry a weapon at yes. all times. And you catch yourself staring at the weapons, particularly when we first arrived. It's like cleavage on, on a mate's girlfriend. You know you, you, you know you shouldn't really be looking for too long, but, but you, you, you catch yourself, like, oh, hang on, I've looked at his pistol for too long here. I'm, I'm going to be a bit weird. If you get caught, there is also the awkward just nod and just yeah, just having a look, just, uh, yeah. just checking it out. <laughs> it's, um, it's certainly taking a while for it to sink in to us that uh, we are actually here in Afghanistan, which makes it... Uh, Makes it all the more sort of, you know, humbling to think that uh, these guys are here every day and this is their office. Yes. Uh, so if you're driving home now and you thought you had a bad day, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's Go awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was so surreal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really surreal. And I think the other thing that, if I, again, if I remember correctly, they had a procedure that if there were any accidents, bad accidents over there for any of our soldiers, they cut all comms. Yes. And that was one of the things that our tech was worried about because, and though we were told and we were open to that, but if there was any bad accidents, the show would just immediately be cut off. Yep. Um, I think for importance of them understanding what happened and then also making sure that families were the it's first to find Totally, out it was to create a secure line and things like that. There was a lot of communication stuff that went over our head. I remember our producer, Sammy, they were talking about satellite time and like how we could beam the satellite. And then Sam's like, well, who's the satellite company? Maybe I can talk to them. And then the people from the Defence Force went, <laughs> It's our satellite. <laughs> and then Sam's like, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go Australia. <laughs> Got our own communication satellite. But, man, that was such an awesome experience. It was. We came away, like, truly humbled and and blown away with the professionalism and the dedication of, of everyone serving. And, and so grateful. For, yeah, life-changing. Yeah, for the, for the work that all of those people were doing. So, truly um, awesome. One, truly one, awesome. One other part I remember... The last show we did, there was heaps of people. There were so many soldiers and we finished it and, uh, and we said thanks to a bunch of them and took photos, et cetera, and they were, they were wandering off. And um, one of the heads at that point, I said, gee, that was, that was amazing. There was, was a lot of people here and he said, would have been a great day for them to, to, to attack today because uh, we just decided to pull everybody in and took a chance. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the old home alone uh, system out on the guard towers. <laughs> yeah. Just the silhouette of Michael Jordan on a train going around the guard tower. Um, no, tr truly awesome. We met a lot of awesome people over there too. I mean, I was just like, great. That One year you can be doing Who Have You Done? And then the next year you're in Afghanistan. Then in 2010, back on home soil, Ando, mm -hmm. we ran a competition with Carlton Draft 
called the Mystery Box. Do you remember that? Oh. Do you remember that? It was a it was like oh, yes. the competition was a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar prize inside. Mystery prize. Like, yeah. do you want you like you win what's in the mystery box? And this the show, again, this is not what I'm gonna play, but I just wanted to touch on it because it was a funny Yes. I remember like we we didn't know what the prize was either. We were like, what could this be? It's a quarter of a million dollars. Someone won, like you had to peel something off like a slab. Yes. And we like, enter in with coupons. The winner came and then we all drove to a warehouse and there was this huge crate. Do you remember this, Mike? You're a huge Sorry. fan of the yeah. Probably, probably the <laughs> Sorry. shipping crate yeah. kind of size, yeah. And then it like wow. blew open. Yeah. Like the walls fell off, like this wooden crate. And inside, have a like what do you think it could be, Mike? Quarter of a million bucks. Quarter of a million dollars, like it'd have to be like a, a car or a boat or something like that. And that's the thing. Or... And that's what everyone was like, oh, it's a Lambo, like yeah. And then we're like, do you want that though? Because you, you know, this Insurance guy's like 25. Alone. Like you're not going <laughs> to keep the Lambo. You're yeah. going to sell it and then it's worth like half of it, whatever. So there was a lot of that going around. Do you know what it was? A solid gold pot glass. Oh. That's what I thought at the yeah. time. I remember we were like, mmm. Solid gold Carlton draft pot glass. Mm. Worth then, a quarter of a million dollars. Well, yeah. Like quarter, essentially quarter, quarter of a million dollars worth of gold. Yeah. How big was it? Like, like. Well, it was just sort of the size. size. I think they sort of like that was the mass they did. Yeah. I felt we unfairly poo-pooed it at the time because you and I both scrunched up our nose at the time and we were like, I don't Mm. know if that's that great. I reckon if you're that guy that won it, how much happier would you be today with a quarter of a million dollars worth of gold back from 2010 versus a boat? Yeah. Like it so was the right it prize. It was the right prize. Anyone could take it home. They could put it anywhere they wanted. You didn't have to work out the, the storage of a Lamborghini. And we were boring of a boat. I remember us being pretty flat, being like, yeah. oh, that's not. That's and it was just, and I was like, I almost feel like we deserve to give him a bit of an apology. I think we probably did a professional job on air. Yeah, I don't I think, think we went, oh, God. Oh, God. All right, let's see what Tui's is doing. <laughs> no, I think we were good about it. Yeah. But then the more I've thought about that, the more I'm like, that actually was a pretty good prize. That's a good prize. There's not a lot of things you could do there. It's yep. better than cash. Like it's a bit funnier than cash. I didn't remember it was a pot. I, I remembered it being gold. But I in, when you were describing on the lead up that, I thought it was a gold bar. But the pot glass yeah. is much better. Much funnier. Like that's a pretty f- – like to blend, like how do we make this about beer yeah. and something that's not going to – So could you drink out of it? Yeah. I think you could, Mike. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was just a cup, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Well, so was the Holy Grail, mate, but that's, Jesus seemed pretty into that. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I do want to play. Yeah. Um, from 2013, again, back in business brunch days. Right. Okay, now I know I've, this season on the Remembering Project, my mind, my eye has been drawn to the business brunch. We only did it for six months. They were a good breed of shows. They were great shows. I really loved the I think we mentioned you can, you can subscribe to our Apple. Uh, get them on Apple. Yeah, we've got all our shows back there. Yeah, if you subscribe to Apple, you, you yeah. get everything. 2013, again, a yeah. vintage we encourage you to taste. Or on our app. Yeah. Oh, you can go through the app, yep. Yeah, for Android. On, uh, on this particular date, the topic, and the way those shows worked, there was always one topic, was catchphrases. Mm. And there's something mm-hmm. that came up that we still laugh about to this day and you'll hear it, you'll know it when you hear it, right. if, if I've got the right break here. But, Mike, before we I'll get do. there, yeah. you do oh, yeah. something that in 14 years' time we'll still remember to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, Mike. Well done, Mike. Oh, yeah, that was memorable. History in the making. <laughs> yeah. That was really good, Mike. Thank um, you. Okay, this is Catchphrases yep. from the Business Brunch. 
the 16th of April 2013. The Business Brunch, Hamish and Andy with you. Today, the topic of catchphrases. We are thoroughly exploring Ham. Thank you for your correspondence. HamishandAndy.com forward slash topics. Uh, always more topics going up. And uh, hey, so many emails coming in. We should just get into fast beers. Crazy. Top Let's three. Top three. Fast three. Top number three. And uh, this is from company man Roy Kohlberg yep. uh, from Brizzy. He's got a catch action. It's not a catchphrase. All oh, right. So, so kind of like the Wiggles had their thumbs, guns. Yeah, fist, pistol fingers. Um, or fun fun fingers, yeah. if you're not encouraging kids, kids to, to have, have not one but two banned <laughs> handguns. <laughs> yeah. Always have a license, kids. Keep it at the gun club. <laughs> <laughs> his catch action is uh, his catch action. He's pretty happy with it. It's called the surprise high five. Okay. Because you just essentially just wait until someone in an everyday scenario mm. exposes an open palm. Now, if it wasn't illegal to touch people at the casino, croupiers, yeah. it might just be when they show, like, for <laughs> instance, heads. like showing the, you know, upstairs, yeah. I got nothing in my hands. Mm. As soon as you see an open palm, though, like maybe someone's just about to put their hand underwater to wash it, yeah. you just you high five them. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> high five them. Uh, he goes, look, laughs are achieved, friendships are acquired slash strengthened. So if you don't know the person, you, you acquire, acquire them. One. But if, if you, you do, do you will... takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> um, he says, to a, to a lesser extent, you can surprise fist bump people. But he's, he's catch action. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Well, no, you have to wait for them to have a fist. Okay, sure. Fist bumping their nose yeah. at pace yeah. on a night out <laughs> is punching. <laughs> Number two. Company man Lachlan Price, him, uh, 14 years of age. What a guy. And strikes me as probably not the coolest guy in the school. But, oh, uh, he is now. <laughs> well, um, he said our school detention system is called trackings. Hang on, he might be the coolest kid. What's he doing in detention? Bit no, of a troublemaker? No, no, no. This is where he doesn't get sent to it. No, he won't get sent to it. Um, it's called. He's tra- pretty keen to paint him as a nerd here. <laughs> what evidence do you have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you get into trouble when you get tracked at their school. Okay. So three trackings means you end up in a school detention. Usually, three trackings yeah. means they mm. catch you and take you back to maximum security. <laughs> he says, uh, "I've got my own catchphrase at school." When, and I've become to known as the tracker, because when any if everyone's doing something rebellious, I'll yell out to the teachers, "Track them all." <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. <laughs> Number one. Oh, good on you though. All those snitches do get stitches, uh, which is a shame. But no, good. Uphold the law. Track them all, and may the the law abiders reign supreme. (laughs) A uh, company man, Goldie, from the Goldie, um, he's he's, he's written in back at school. He's 26 now, but back at school, uh, he had what you may call a catchphrase. People would say to him, Goldie, Mm. ugly noise, Uh, to which his response would be the strangest noise at his throat. Uh, and he assumes his heart could conjure. Okay. Sadly, he doesn't get many requests for ugly noise oh. anymore. Well, we can fix that. This Joining us good. on the line for the first time of the show, company man Goldie. Goldie. How are you, mate? G'day, boys. Good, thanks. Yourselves? Yeah, very good. What was, what was the last time you did the ugly noise? Um, upon request, oh, probably a few years ago now, mate. Oh. What about just at home practicing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, it's, been a, it's been a while. Let's see if you can bring it out of retirement. Goldie, ugly noise. 
That's pretty ugly. <laughs> a polite, a polite round of applause. That's the right amount of clap. Yeah, it's like it's, it's very close like to a, the Lion King Arsavenia. Yeah. Uh, Can you give us one, beach, one more to go to go out to this uh, this song? A uh, Goldie ugly noise. <laughs> It's pretty bad. It's good, Goldie. You've still got it. <laughs> Business product. Forgot all about track em all. noise, but I definitely remember track em all. For some reason, track em all just stayed. That just lodged in our funny bone. Yeah. And for de- over a decade now, we have been yelling <laughs> when something happens yes. and there could be a dobbing. Mm, track em all. <laughs> Great remembering. Uh,